Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Though it's short, it's possession, it's owning the football as Melbourne has tonight. Right from the start, what a night it's been. Slight concern, the injury to Stephen May, but other than that, it's all smiles from those that didn't quite make the team. And these are seconds to enjoy, as Melbourne fans have really had this opportunity. Ten seconds left. They have dominated a preliminary final. The ghosts of the past seem to have disappeared. This really feels different. This feels like Melbourne's time. A hell of a win for the Demons. They're into the grand final for the first time in 21 years. Oh, what glorious times lie ahead for the D supporters. Tears from Adam Tomlinson. He's one of the hard luck stories. Nathan Jones will be the other obvious one. But what a performance tonight, Jared! Beaming smiles, aren't they? Well, they'd all be beaming smiles. Uh, a lot of people on the text machine uh, enjoying it. Some still in disbelief, even though it's uh, been believable for about an hour and a half. But uh, you do feel sorry, I've got to say, for guys like Tomlinson and Jones. Uh, an incredibly different story, Jones, given his heritage at the club and uh, the likes. Of Melksham, who was brought across by uh, Goody. They're not absolutely out of it at the moment, but uh, they're a long, long, long way back, as uh, we all know. So they led by 27 at quarter time, 29 at half time, 78 at three quarter time, and 83 at the close. 19 11, 125 Melbourne over Geelong, 6 6 42. Fifty-eight thousand five hundred and ninety-nine, and to see Max Gorn kick five goals, four in the third quarter. <laughs> it was really something. Pickett kicked three. He lurked all night. Fritsch and Brown kicked two each, and there were singles to Harms, Petrarca, McDonald, Neil Bullen, and Sparrow. Throw in two for Spargo as well. Two for Jeremy Cameron, and one each to Stanley Smith, Hawkins. And Myers. The only other bittersweet part about it, Jared, is it's going to be in Perth and not at the MCG. But uh, that's just the situation that the Melbourne fans are in. There's not much they can do about it. No, they can't. But there seems to be a hell of a lot of Melbourne fans there. But clearly uh, a bit of blow for them who'd like to see it. But as I've said to a few of my mates and uh, brothers, this is not a one-year window for Melbourne. Uh, and hopefully uh, we're all back to normal next year. But I can't remember seeing a better game from uh, Max Gorn. It was an incredibly... 
tense moment, particularly early. They've uh, been at this ground before in a prelim final and got uh, absolutely embarrassed. And uh, tonight they did the they did the embarrassing. And, and we look forward to two weeks' time, and we look forward to tomorrow night. It's it's hard to see the dogs beating Melbourne, given that they're injured. I mean, they can still win tomorrow and uh, muster a, an amazing performance, but. Uh, Port Adelaide will look at that and they'll know that they will have to play an incredible brand of football. If Melbourne brings their best, they're going to have to bring an incredible brand of football to take away the Premiership. And that's why it's such an exciting potential grand final. Melbourne are at their very best, maybe out of create history since uh, 1964. And Port Adelaide and the Western Bulldogs uh, have got their own history to write as well. So all the additional players uh, have raced out onto the ground and embraced with their teammates. Geelong... They leave the scene, and you wonder how long they leave the scene for. That's there's no hiding from an obliteration like that, and no. it's, they they have a few, they've got a few questions to face up to about what they choose to do next, let alone what they're capable of doing next. Yeah, I was of the view before tonight that uh, you have another throw at the stumps, um, and I reckon Chris Gott's, you know, absolute competitive nature will be that, but maybe Stephen Hawking's won't be. Maybe he sees it and says no. If that's the best we can do, um, and it's hard to see them breaching the gap uh, with what they've got, then it's time to go back to the draft and it's time to, you know, let a few blokes go and rebuild this club. And whether they do it with Chris Scott or with uh, somebody fresh, they're all the decisions that they need to make. But uh, there'll be a lot of analysing, a lot of introspection. The microscope will be out and Steve Hocking's going to have to make some big calls along with Chris Scott. It's probably a good time to have the fresh set of eyes come in. Yeah someone who hasn't been part of all the decisions that have been made to just coldly analyse, uh, you're 83 points short of the standard in a preliminary final. And part of what you're identifying about their lack of foot skills, Jared, is they haven't been able to get, they have chosen, not too largely, yeah. not to access top-end talent but in the traditional manner. Now, history says, like, they've done an awesome job to be able to stay up there, yeah. as you've said, but most premierships are built to, on a, at least three or four top high-end draft picks. Yeah, they've got the high-end draft picks. The trouble is that they're all sort of 30, 31, yeah, well, right. 32. And, and as you said, they had a choice last year when they got Jeremy Cameron to go back to the draft with three first-rounders. They elected not to. They've still got some second-rounders out of that uh, trade. But, you know, it was all, it was all built on we're going to win the flag this year or next year. Sorry, last year, this year with Jeremy Cameron and possibly next year they would have seen as their window. But their window would appear now to be well and truly closed, and uh, it's hard to see them. Um, you know, they, they're going to have to make some tough calls right now. Um, they're, they're limited, though, in what they can do to some degree, aren't they? Well, of course of, they are. I yeah. mean, you can't rebuild overnight, but as... They've just re-signed Ga- Cam Guthrie for four years. Yeah, so. but the, I mean, the, you've still got to be competitive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you just no. can't throw everybody out. So, look, they're going to still be... You know, they may even play finals next year. They, they probably will play finals. But how hard you cut is going to be a really interesting uh, challenge for them there. I, I, I just think, and I've said this a number of times, I've always been of the view that they lack absolute polish to win a flag. Now, they could argue they were 21 points up last year, and that's fair enough. They could have pinched that one. And they've been, they've been cruel twice by Dusty, really. Prelim final one year, grand final the next so they've done an amazing job to put themselves into a position after winning grand finals, but they haven't done it, so it's, it's time to start again. But right now, all the story uh, is about the Demons, and uh, they've gone through the pain. They've gone through the rebuilding. 
but they've got everything right over the last uh, over the the last incarnation with Paul Ruse. Uh, from that minute, he walked into the place. It's been a stepwise process. They've taken a couple of steps back, but they've uh, eventually got it all right. And uh, now they are four quarters away from ultimately killing off that hoodoo. 83-point winners, Melbourne, in this preliminary final. What what in their game most appeals to you? I think everything is finely tuned. Yeah. That part is clear. Well, what I love about their game is they, they don't lack for contests, but they haven't lacked for contests for five years. That's been ingrained in their psyche and their DNA. But I love their, I love their skill level under pressure. I mean, this is what Geelong lacks. Geelong, you bring the pressure to them, their balls go to ground. They're, hand, they're not instinctive handballers. They're not instinctive kickers under pressure. Um, the other thing I love is that they're just the hardest running side in the competition right now. So there's only one side that's capable of beating them, I think, of the two that are remaining, and that's Port Adelaide. But if you're going to beat them, you're going to have to, A, bring super pressure and, B, run, run and run. And I'm not sure either of the sides left have got the running power to do it. So the Demons have uh, been to all portions of the crowds. And now Max Gorn leads them off and leads them to a two-week wait for the 2021 Grand Final. Oh, to win a prelim like that for all the pain that's been endured is that sets a whole lot of things right. And the footy gods were there, and we all thought that uh, there was a real problem with Stephen May, and yet uh, it appears to be no problem at all. I mean, he's smiling, he's happy. No one he's got no ice on. That's a great indicator. So we'll be uh, we'll be with the demons for this song in a few moments' time. The embraces are long. And will they should be in, in such a euphoric moment. It's uh, the staff, all of staff huddled in around the players and those who have played and those who haven't. All to be part of this. Melbourne victorious in the preliminary final by 83 points. We'll wrap it up. We'll hear from the Ds. We'll run you through all the categories shortly. This is the post-game show for Rainbird. Rainbird smarter irrigation, the intelligent use of water, and for Dan Murphy's kick off the footy finals at Dan Murphy's. That quarter on AFL Nation was for Mate Communications, award-winning Aussie service mobile plans from $20. 6.42 in the first preliminary final in front of 59,000 over in the West. The post-game show for Rainbird. Rainbird Smarter Irrigation, the intelligent use of water, and for Dan Murphy's kick-off the footy finals at Dan Murphy's. Before we launch into the categories, which will tell a good story of the game, here's Max Gorn on Channel 7 at the final siren. Congratulations, Max. pretty long wait. Uh, two weeks in quarantine um, in a little cage, a little facility in Joondal up there. Um, and we just really wanted to come out here and play. Um, it was a very, very nerve-wracking two weeks. The, the rivalry that we have with Geelong, the last five games have been genuinely crazy. And uh, 
um, yeah, I'm ecstatic for this group. It means so much to the supporters. It means so much to everyone back in Melbourne that are doing it tough. Um, and, yeah, we got staff members back at home. we got family back at home. Um, and this is for them, yeah. Let's delve into that a little bit more, though. As you said, your supporters, your members, your family at home, your past players and, and coaches, 57 years is a very long time. And next week you'll have the opportunity to break that drought. So Yeah, we did. Uh, we've won, we're, we're one from two. Um, this Perth hub, we want to be two from two. We want to we be able to win the grand final, which is next week. That's what the target is. Um, obviously, this is nice. We've got 50,000 Melbourne people here. Yeah. And this is really nice, but we, we haven't broken the drought until we do something next next well, in two weeks. And, that, and that's really what we're looking forward to. For you personally, Rob Turn Rover, five goals, Maxi. It's not a bad night to put out one of your career best performances, is it? I haven't done that before. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not a normally a goal kicker. and got on the end of some of them. Like that stoppage goal, I probably won't be able to do ever again in my life. So, yeah. um, you know, the standing performances, James Harms or Super today, Angus Brayshaw. Like, this is why I play footy now, watching these boys that didn't get a gig out. Nathan Jones is running out. Yeah. It's just, that's why we play footy and only 22 of us get to play in two weeks' time, but we represent that whole group. Yeah. Congratulations, Max. I'll let you go and, and soak this all in, but we'll see you in two weeks' time. Thanks, Adam. Max Gorn there on Channel 7 in the aftermath. 83-point winners over the Cats. Uh, and he is he's such a popular figure within the game. And uh, he'll be one of the two captains. Yes, and uh, he's just... Uh, he'd be just walking uh, on cloud nine right at the present time. But uh, having never been there, I, I can't give you a personal insight. But uh, he'd be walking on cloud nine, but knowing that you can fall off the cloud yep. if you don't get the job done in the grand final. So they'll enjoy the moment. It's so weird having this week off. I was going to say, it's, it could decide a, it who could. wins the premiership yep. as to how well either team one handles One side handles it and one side doesn't handle it. But to be to be fair to Melbourne, Melbourne have handled everything that's been thrown at them this year. I mean, people jumped off them in around 16 or 17 because they, they had a couple of close losses. And yet uh, they have been able to, you know, just... Uh, Steady themselves, get back to business, and uh, they're now playing as good a football as uh, this club's played uh, for a long, long time. All right, so let's work through some of our categories. The Furphy unbelievable moment for Furphy refreshing ale, born in Geelong, unbelievable. Which one of Maxie's moments? Uh, well, he's had a few. I, I think it was probably, I'm tossing up between the goal and the run from outside 50 and the one around the corner from the stoppage. I think I'll go for the the one round the corner from the stoppage. Furphy refreshing now, born in Geelong, unbelievable. Okay, so the other one can be the goal of the game for instant windscreens. Yep. Broken windscreen call, instant windscreens, one, three, two, triple four. It's very rare a player has first, second, and third in the goal of the game, but he has every bit yep. of that. Everyone covered, Max. Well played. MEGT, rookie of the day, your local apprenticeship experts. At, right from the start, Jake. Bowie looked like he belonged in this prelim. He did. He, he probably trailed off a little bit in the second half. But, uh, I mean, Jordan's talked about what you look for in a recruit. And, I mean, ultimately, I would look for a decision maker first up. If you're not a good decision maker, you can have the best skills in the world and you can be horrible. Uh, and if you are a good decision maker and you only got average skills, well, you can work on your skills. It's hard to work on being a, a smarter footballer. Most really smart footballers are smart at eight and uh, prove it and just get slightly better as they mature. 
MHET supporting employers and apprentices for over 40 years. So some moments to sort of delineate here. The crucial moment for New Farm Australian through and through. The first quarter in the five goals that were scored in a row. So Geelong kicked the first and then Melbourne just progressively put a stamp on it through Harms and Petrarca mm. and Spargo and Neil Bullen and Ben Brown were their goal kickers in that first term. So you're looking for the... So in there somewhere, like, the, it was over at quarter time. It was. We all yeah. felt it. Yeah. If you were watching it, you would have felt it as well. I, th- I think what that shows, that collective, collective of goal kickers showed where the, the difference was and where Geelong are miles off the top two sides, which are going to be Port Adelaide and uh, Melbourne, I suspect. And that is ground ball in the forward line. They just have not got the polish, the class of the ground ball. Now, forget about all the rest. Even average sides can get the ball inside forward 50 about the same amount as the top sides. But if you haven't got the skill of the of the Cozzy Pickets of the world, the Rosies of the world, and the Robbie Gray, etc. I mean, that's the great strength of Port Adelaide. Not Charlie Dixon in the air, not Marshall and not George Yardis if he's lucky enough to get there or Adams. It's those super talents on the ground level. And Melbourne's got it in spades and they can put their midfielders there as well. The tackler of the game for Toro, count on Toro to get the job done. Selwood laid eight tackles, Oliver laid seven, so they led the way on that front. The Bendix breaks, big moments, confidence stopping Bendix breaks. Cozzy Pickett threatened all night, he kicked three. His first couple were amazing. Probably the middle one where he flew, pinched a mark that he had no right to and kicked a goal. He's an extraordinary talent. He's the, the new Cyril. He's only a baby. Um... But he's exciting, and uh, heaven help you if you're lining up on him next week well, in two weeks' time. Jeez, I hate that. In two weeks' time. Yes. Put your foot down with confidence, Bendix Brakes. The toughest player for hard yakka, legendary gear. I'm going with Jack Viney tonight. I thought he was uh, cool. he was brilliant from start to finish. He's, uh, you know, he's eaten footballs for breakfast since he was a baby. In fact, he probably did it uh, in the womb. And uh, he's continued to be just a great player for them. Hard yakka for a new breed of legends. The power player ratings... For Red Energy, awarded CanStar's most trusted energy retailer nationally for 2021. That's Red Energy. Gorn, 145. Viney, 119. Salem, 111. Oliver, 108. Petrarca, 106. They uh, they all led the way ahead of Selwood and Dangerfield. Unmissable moments for drink-wise. Choose to drink-wise. You won't miss a moment if you drink-wise. Eight third-quarter goals will do that. And mm. the first five or six just came in no time. Mm. Uh, amazing burst. The votes... Their stats will be for safety steel sheds designed to save, built to last. Um, I'm going to give um, one vote to Petrarca. I'm going to give two votes to Jack Viney. And I'm going to give three votes to Max Gorn for one of the best Ruckman's games I've ever seen. Yep. There's no one will argue with that. Viney, 34. Petrarca, 32. Salem, 29. Max Gorn had 19 disposals. He set out most of the last quarter. Yep. Um it was it was quite phenomenal what he was able to Disposals do. Disposals are an interesting analogy, or sorry, an, an interesting um, piece of evidence as to whether you play well. And you can't play well most of the time if you're a midfielder without the ball. But if you look at the damage that Petrarca does with his 32 versus the damage that Smith's done with his 26 or Guthrie with his 26, or even Dangerfield for that matter, who who won the ball well but didn't use it all that well, um, you get, a, you get a sense that there's more to footy than just winning the football. You've got to do something with it. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, 
We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.